to deliberately believe in lies while knowing they're false. Examples of this in everyday life. Oh, I need to be pretty to be happy. I need surgery to be pretty. I need to be thin, famous, fashionable. Our young men today are being told that women are whores, bitches, things to be screwed, beaten, shit on, and shamed. This is a marketing holocaust. 24 hours a day, for the rest of our lives, the powers that be are hard at work, dumbing us to death. So, to defend ourselves and fight against assimilating this dullness into our thought processes, we must learn to read, to stimulate our own imaginations, to cultivate our own consciousness our own belief systems. We all need these skills to defend, to preserve our own minds. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Launch Bite. I am your host, Chris Chai, and with me is my regular co-host, Brian Lee. Hello. This is a podcast where we talk about entrepreneurship in Singapore and other random things that interest us. In this show, we chat about the books and articles that we are currently reading. If you have any feedback or questions, leave us a note at launchbite.com slash ask. If you want to find today's show notes, go to launchbite.com slash 58. Hey, Brian, welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in the last show, we were talking about the things that kept us up at night. And we were also talking roughly about the things that we were reading. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I think we wanted to share with the listeners the things that are um, interesting to us that we've been reading or watching or listening to the last couple of weeks, right? Yes. Okay. So um, before we start, is there anything that you would like to share? Uh... No, I'm very excited about what we are going to share right now because the um, the how to start uh, the video that you're watching right is changing the way that I'm thinking of the the the, the things we are going to share have a lot of impact on me that I've been watching for the past few weeks. So I think I can't wait to get started. Okay, so yeah, before we start this, also I want to preface this with I know there has been a lot of talk about how entrepreneurship porn and all these things are really kind of messing up the um, the way that people think about startups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people are writing uh, articles that kind of uh, glorify the startup life, and yes, it is actually very tough, and that's what we're trying to see through over here on Launchbite. Mm-hmm. But uh, the things that we're going to share with you now, I think we both personally found very interesting and uh, helpful on a technical level. Um, So uh, to start off with, I think the one thing over the last couple of weeks that I have watched and really had a big impact on me uh, is this uh, YouTube series called How to Start a Startup. And this is basically a series that 
is a collaboration between Y Combinator and Stanford, where they got a bunch of very uh, high profile or very experienced entrepreneurs to come in and give a talk to the class. So uh, the first thing that really caught my mind was, or caught my eye rather, was the talk given by Paul Graham to a bunch of computer science students. And the whole, um, he basically shared an essay about how he, as an entrepreneur, um, or rather as a computer scientist, became an entrepreneur. And I thought it was really cool. You guys should go check it out. We'll put the link in the show notes. And the takeaway that I really got from it was that focus on what you're passionate about, what you're really good at. Because if you have this hard skill, say computer science or design or uh, physics even, or some sort of chemistry kind of science, then you will find a way that to apply this knowledge to a problem that is happening in the real world. And because of your deep knowledge of this uh, field, you'll be able to come up with something that uh, possibly will be more efficient or will be better or someone else might not have thought about before. And having soft skills like starting a business, being an entrepreneur and all these, all these things can be picked up. So don't worry about that. Focus on the hard skill. And that is kind of um, my recommendation for what you should be checking out, reading or watching over the last couple of weeks. Yep. So Brian, I think you've been watching this series as well, right? Mm-hmm. So what do you think about this? Well, actually, I, I, when I first watched the, so how to start a startup, when I first got to know it from the Hacker News, uh, the first lesson, the first lesson by the president of the YC, I don't know. Um, I uh, Sam Altman. Sam Altman, yeah. yeah. The truth is, this came to my mind. Why did I not watch this first? Before starting the <laughs> company Yes This thing came straight to my mind And uh, in fact For every episode I have my own logs uh, my, uh, I wrote, wrote something What I learned from each uh, episode of it And uh, uh, I, can, I like to share it here uh, It's also on my blog as well um, mm-hmm. But uh, first Let me share it here Because In the first Have you catch all the lectures? Uh, no, I have not. I've okay. only caught up with um, basically the first three before okay. Paul Graham. Yep. So there are, as of today, there are six lectures. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, it's still ro- revolving around how to, it's not about how to start a startup, but rather how to come up with a product that sells or people want. Uh, it's yep. still revolving around that, uh, although it has been six lectures. Um, the first I learned a lot of things in the first lecture, so I shall go through some of the snippets that I learned. First lecture, Sam, uh, he talked about the rest of the things that doesn't matter. I think we mentioned before, yes. if you have a good product that sells. Yeah. Then the second lecture was by the founder of uh, Asana, was mm. founder of Asana, talking about the things that... Uh, Sometimes you have to make hard decisions. Like for example, when he was in Facebook, uh, he and his co-founder ha- was having a problem. The problem was handling the emails between his team because they right. were de- developing features. So they built something like Asana. And that yeah. was, he faced a hard decision because do I want to leave Facebook and start Asana or should I just stay here and keep Asana as a side project? 
Right. So the second one was the, about uh, how he eventually chose to do something on his own because he was solving his own problem. That was mm-hmm. where the uh, the the magic uh, or rather the statement like, like solving your own problem comes in. Yeah. The lecture three, Paul Graham, I think that inspired you a lot, like you earlier mentioned. And yeah. uh, in the talk itself, we certainly know that he don't really love business school student. <laughs> or rather he don't Yeah, he was he was very brutal and very honest about the um viability of a business degree in the startup world, or rather the usefulness of a business degree in the startup world. Yeah. And while I mean it was very brutal, but to me there's a lot of truth behind it in that your business degree will not help you mm-hmm. because a business degree is geared towards management and management in big companies. So Yes, the business degree is very useful in the corporate world, but in the startup, you're going to have to pick up everything from scratch if you're a business degree holder, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. And for lecture one and two, I just like to touch on back again. They focus a lot on growth. There's only one matrix that matter, mm. and that is growth. Or if you are a B2C, maybe user acquisition. If you are B2B, that means how engaged are the existing uh, business user using your product That's about yes. momentum and growth The yep. third one like you mentioned um, One key point that I learned a lot is uh, This particular gist that he mentioned Like uh, how do you turn your mind into the type that startup uh, Sorry, sorry, let me re- rephrase this On lecture 3, he talks about how to find your startup ideas program. So he says that you learn a lot about things that matter you work on problems that interest you. You work with people that you like and respect. Uh, particular to point one, where I learn a lot about things that matter. That is doing things that... Uh, so for example, in your case, mm, or rather in my case, mm-hmm. uh, home, energy and home energy management interest uh, solution. When I first started, I do not know much about the uh, energy space. Although I came from a power generation company that I was doing some analyst thing for them yeah uh, so what I did and Daryl did was to take up a course so uh, I take up a course in uh, Singapore Certified Energy Management uh, course so we go there it was a three uh, three months course we go there so we know about the space the industry we meet the people only then we can solve the problem for them yeah. if I put it into layman terms is if I'm going to learn to make good coffee today I might maybe join uh, Starbucks during the weekend To learn how they actually make coffee And maybe I join them for 3 months After that I start to do my own uh, Doing things manually Learn about the problem Learn about learn a lot about the things That you really want to know And work in that space And determine the problem That you can solve in it That mm-hmm. was I. That was my gist for Besides the Not liking the business student That was my gist for Paul Graham's On uh, lecture 3 Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Lecture four was by the founder of Homejoy. Uh she's uh she talks about how she sort of related to lecture three, she she wants to develop uh she found a problem in the cleaning space. That means uh looking for cleaners. So sometimes we look for yep. domestic cleaners very hard. So they uh she decided that uh the first thing she did was to join a cleaning company. Right. She became yeah. a cleaner herself. She understand the problem that uh the existing cleaners go through. She mm-hmm. understand the workflow of a cleaning company. Mm-hmm. She also soon to realize that why the cleaning companies could not grow. 
Yeah. And because of her technical knowledge and all, she make use of technology and now Homejoy, a company that is, I don't know, 36 million in revenue, something like that. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, this was very le- relevant to what Paul Graham's article, do things that doesn't scale and learning a lot of things that matters. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, you yeah. do things yourself. Uh, you try to identify, like I mentioned. Lecture 5 was the killer for me, like Paul Graham's killer for you. Lecture 5 was like the magic. Lecture <laughs> 5 was like, uh, from Peter Till, he talks yeah. about competitions are for losers. Okay. Uh, because you, it, it's not necessary to be the first. Uh, if you are the first in the market, you may not win. For example, Apple is not the first to come up with iPhone. We all know that. Uh, yep. Or rather, smartphone in this right. case. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can come uh, You can come from... Uh, you can be the last and you can still win. Yep. Peter Thiel doesn't think that... Uh, lean Startup is, uh, is something that is... Lean Startup is a process. It's not a goal. Yeah, that we shouldn't absolutely. be like religiously keep pivoting, pivoting. He said, "Don't waste time. Keep pivoting. Identify a problem and just go to it." So, uh, and the last one is that I really <coughs> changed my mind is the concept of having a mo- monopoly business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think if you watch it, uh, I suggest everyone to watch it because I may not be good ex- explaining. But he's saying that uh, in. Google itself, if you look at it, it has 60% of the search engine market. Yep. They are a monopoly of this market. But they will not call themselves a search engine. They will call themselves a technology company. Because yep. when they call themselves a technology company, they become way smaller. Mm. When they become way smaller, uh, the government won't come after them. Uh, or any like the anti-competition law and this and because they are able to maintain the monopoly in the search engine they are continue to make great revenue and uh, and grow mm-hmm. so always start with a small market and grow itself okay yeah don't not necessary to chase after big market so when people pitch in ideas then when people say like for example oh uh, I'm going to do this FMB service online FMB has 1.789 billion in market then he's not interested to hear all this he's mm. only interested to know what is the small niche market that you can start with and then you can grow another example that he gave was Amazon Amazon wanted to be the online retail uh, the, uh, the, the emperor or the, the, the biggest online retail where yep. does it start? It starts with the books because books are for similar size, easy to ship. It starts with books. I want to be the best in the books and only then he choose to expand after that or maybe I provide a crowd service. Uh, I start to sell kitchenware and all. So he was talking about all this. The same for Google. Started in only search engine. Later on moving to uh, like Google Drive, collaboration service and all. Wow, it was like magic. <laughs> I listen with it I like woo. So I bought the book So I'm reading The Zero to One Right now mm-hmm. uh, It's a very good book uh, What is Zero to One In short It's talking about Innovation So if you are Currently doing Improving on what Others are doing So for example That's eBay yep. I want to clone A better eBay Doing a Or even Let's talk about Local There's a rate mark And I want to do A better rate mark That is one to end Because you are Just improving something Yeah but if you are coming out with a radical thing, like for example, that time when, uh, for, for example, his Palantir, which is very radical, his uh, techno- 
uh, software solutions is coming from zero to one because from nothing you are not working on top of something and you are producing something out so right. that book is talking about uh, a lot about innovation and how to come up with ideas that you can work with and uh, but it's not talking about like starting a company and you can flip three years it's a long term game it's like five years ten years into a game because all the growth that you can see comes from the future and not now which is why uh, he also explained that companies need to have technology companies need to burn he's explaining like why companies don't need to make money for the few years uh, initial few years because the money is coming the cash flow is coming from at the end, end of the tail like Evernote when they first started they have a free tier they give a, a lot of uh, so they let you insert note, add notes and all right. but the more notes you add you'll find that hey I cannot leave this service yeah correct I cannot leave this service then you will start to hey uh, maybe one month five dollars okay I will start paying it and right. also when you, get the, when you get the add-ons and the additional kinds of functionalities that they provide now yeah, yeah. So it's the same thing he's talking about this, all this. And I think it's a very good book if you are into software, a bit software and hardware, but it's more relevant to software. And mm. if you are into SaaS, this is yep. a book that you must read. Yep, absolutely. Um, okay, that actually brought to mind something that I wanted to share quite a while ago. Uh, for the technical listeners out there, mm. um, there is a book called Clean Code, uh, a handbook of agile software craftsmanship. Mm -hmm. It's by Robert C. Martin. So if you guys are uh, interested in getting better code as well, please go read this. I realize you were talking very much about the business people now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Developers, hey guys, go check this out because it really changed the way that I've been um, like basically craft, basically like structuring my code and really helps. Yeah. Oh, anyway, can, can I deviate a little bit? Mm. I'm come from business school, right? Mm. So all these people that give talk all of them are from the CS or have programming or they are developers. Was Peter Thiel a CS guy? Peter Thiel, it comes from law. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it comes from law. Yeah, he's right. not a CS yeah. Yeah. Uh, But I show, uh, so my show, Lee Jen, um, mm. my girlfriend about the, the, the video, right? Yep. She was also very inspired because mm -hmm. how come we were not taught all this in business school? Yeah, exactly. Uh, how come I was learning uh, so for example They taught us about Email marketing Every time right. in presentation I talk about email marketing This email marketing That right. How do I ex actually Execute an email marketing Like I didn't know I didn't learn about The tools like MailChimp and all And execution and all uh, The strategy we talk about Is always like uh, 4P 4P um, There was no metric No a lot of things That in the startup school Is teaching The business school Are not teaching I Think it's much more relevant for starting a company, <laughs> or maybe yeah, the school is positioning us for to work in corporate companies rather than starting our own company. Yeah, exactly that. I think uh, the business school is good at what it does. It prepares people for a corporate world, and these people are required definitely for very large companies with management positions. But in a startup, not really. The skills are very different. Mm. Uh, I have two more things to share. Uh, mm -hmm. One book is also on uh, on business, and one is a email link for functional programming. Haha, <laughs> I'm quite surprised I joined that too. But, uh, okay, <laughs> okay, but okay. So the first one is uh, from Traction. Uh, this mm. book Traction by the guy who uh, created uh, DuckDuckGo. 
So it okay. talks about how he uh, gained traction for DuckDuckGo despite hmm. uh, being a small market player, all these things. Uh, I think uh, I bought it, but I haven't read it because uh, I got, uh, got it from Kindle. If you have Kindle Unlimited, it is free. Hmm. Uh, he was doing a lot of research, drawing interviews with uh, those CEOs who starts from very small like Reddit and uh, the Lean Startup and all this, how they actually grow their companies or they grow their users. It's particularly facing on uh, one metric growth. The second one is Object.io. Uh, Object.io is a website. Uh, it does a lot of publishing for writing in X, writing in Objective C in the past. How to write it in a functional way. Then uh, right now they are talking about Swift and how to write it in the, the Swift way, uh, which is the actually I don't really understand functional programming. If you could. Give more example that would be great. I just sign up for this. Uh, basically, every week they will send you uh, one snippet how to write uh, Swift in a functional way, which I thought that I since I do not know this, I I will sign up for this. Uh, I think fellow developers who are listening to this, the if you are interested, you can also sign up for it. Uh, are you reading it now? Uh, looking at it, but hmm. I think we'll save this for some other time. Oh, actually, no. I don't. Th- I don't know if I really want to go into this. Uh, show, yeah, 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 yeah. But we can do yeah, some other sure. time. But uh, mm-hmm. this, okay. So objc.io. So mm. in they talk about Objective C. They are t- talking all about Apple stuff, how to do testing, security, and everything. But they talk in a very functional way, mm. like, I don't know. I don't know how to put it into like technical term functional, well, way, but it's, it's interesting. It's really like best practices that you should be doing is more of like guidelines of mm. uh, how you should start thinking about solving these issues that you will have during development. So, yeah, it's uh, I think it's very cool. for very useful for uh, beginner developers like me really? because I, uh, we don't. Have I kind of feel like it's more intermediate or oh really? Uh, yeah, because these are like once you've settled all your basic programming knowledge right these are the things that you should be looking at to become a better programmer you're already at the intermediate stage you're no longer at the beginner stage yeah, that's what yeah. i want to say maybe i promoted already i don't know because i can understand what they are trying to tell me yeah <laughs> yay yay level up. The, level up okay, okay. <laughs> uh, so back to back okay. to the topic yes um yeah. yeah so these are the two books and one uh site that i'm following closely okay cool mm. uh, uh you you talk about the 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 book that clean code are you mm. following any particular sites? Maybe share two sites and we... Um, I'm actually really not. Um, yeah, no. I'm not at this so stage. So you're just following the program, how to start a startup and that clean code book? Uh, yeah. Been Ooh. pretty... Yeah. So we'll put all this into the show notes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's, that's all for now. We love to hear your feedback and... Uh, mm, as of now, on our iTunes reviews, no one complained about us yet. They were Yay. talking about how can we improve. <laughs> so, uh, if you want to drop us a review, you can go to uh, launchbyte.com slash iTunes. Uh, we have a link over there and you can click. Uh, there's also a how to give us a review uh, in screenshots you can see. Yeah, that's awesome. It's okay. Me. Cool. So, Brian, where can we find more about you? You can find me on Twitter at L-E-E-T-U-C-K-S-I-N-G. You can find me on Twitter as well at A-N-T-T-Y-C. You can find out more about us at our website at www.onchbyte.com. So thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you next week. Bye-bye.